Hallelujah. Well, let's stand to our feet. Let's put our hands together for one of the great evangelists across America is Brother Ted Shuttlesworth. Let's just give him a good round, warm welcome. Bakken's Ohio. Hallelujah. He can't get out of the cage. <laughs> Praise God. I look back, we still got a drummer. Amen. I just don't know if they're going to let him out of the cage tonight. Praise God. But may I say you do a great job. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you happy tonight? Has God been blessing you? We had a lady in my dad's church used to say, he's been better to me than I've been to myself. Amen. I want you to do something, if you will. I want every one of you to just begin to lift up a praise right here before the word. And I, here's what I felt when I was praying today. The Lord said, tell the people to praise me in the Holy Ghost and to pray in the Spirit and to build up the atmosphere. And if you would be so kind to do that, I know the Lord will be pleased by it. Come on, just lift it up in power. Hallelujah. Come on, like, like we're in the midst of an Azusa street. Hallelujah. And the tongues are going out of the barn and the nations of the world are hearing about it. Hallelujah. That's it. Hatando kora manda raba zinga de de he ashalamando raba mabaha ora mazingi de anda. That's it. Just press in, press in, press in. Hallelujah. Karabanda robosia. Vindanda kita hai robobohotaha. Mandaradaboki andaradabaha. That's it. Let's build this atmosphere for God to move in. Hallelujah. By the praise of our lips, out of the abundance of our heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mandakila bandahe, rupo bobo diki andaradabashaya, ore sele boha, atakarabandaradababaha, ora bababamba danduko ho, ha ha ha, ele kele bondo rubo ho, shalamamamamamandori andaradabakia, vorindiki di 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 O Rabba Shilamande Kehe, O Shalamakinda Helebehe, Uso, Uso Rike, Vindanamande, Vindanabokori Minda Lababando Ho, Ashandarabori, O Ramanda de Kipata, the presence of the Lord, Hallelujah, O Rikandando Rabaha, we are hungry, Lord, for you. Glory, glory, mandarada baba bokora bohori andarada baha, ila mandarada mamande kidi andaha, ora shika rinde de bora baha, andarada bori monde vanda do kori bi andarada baha, ori andarada bosi andarada bokaya. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uriasapandorikia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Everybody say this by a prophetic anointing. It's sweeping this way. It's sweeping this way. A mighty revival is sweeping my way. Oh, Lord, help me to trust and obey. A mighty revival is sweeping my way come on prophesy again it's sweeping my way it's sweeping my way a mighty revival is sweeping our way oh trust and obey what the lord would say a mighty revival is sweeping this way. Lift your hand and prophesy. It's sweeping my way. It's sweeping my way. This mighty revival is sweeping my way. Oh, do not doubt. Just trust and obey. A mighty revival is sweeping my way. One more time. It's sweeping our way. It's sweeping our way. A mighty revival is sweeping our way. Oh, trust and obey. 
Oh, what the Lord would say. A mighty revival. A mighty revival is now in my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord. The Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Could we lift our hands and just love on Jesus a moment? Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank the Lord Jesus forever. Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it tonight. Get ready. Get ready. We're going to lay hands on everybody tonight. The Lord's going to touch you tonight. Hallelujah. He is a blessed Savior. <laughs> Woo! Glory to his name forever. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. While I was seeking God today, these songs and thoughts were going in my spirit. We're living in the best day. Glory to God. And it's only going to get better. Someone say it's only going to get better for the child of God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. I feel it stirring. We don't have to just go by some kind of a church order. Let's go by a Holy Ghost order for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings our soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great the, oh, Rabashika, hallelujah. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall come of acclamation to take us home, what joy shall fill 
my heart, then I shall bow in humble. Whew, I feel this glory. There, proclaim, my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, come on, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, blessed Jesus. How great thou art, how great thou art, how great well, lift your hands a second time and give him praise in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation to take us home, what joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble glory proclaim my God how great thou art then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how great Thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, oh, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. To the Lord we sing. How great thou art. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Glory. Before you're seated, turn around and tell somebody, tonight is your night. Tell them, tonight is your night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then you may be seated. Somebody tell me, tonight is your night. The Lord is going to position us and give us the best year 
we have ever seen. When I was praying today, I saw Billy Graham in the spirit, I believe, because I know I wasn't in Asheville. And I heard the word of the Lord come to me. And I heard the Lord say concerning Brother Graham, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And the Lord said, he hung on and has lived this long because of his desire to see America saved. And many times he could have gone on and gone to his reward, but he said in his spirit, this is what I saw, what I heard, the devil's not going to have America. And he would pray, and I saw like a rocking chair, an old-fashioned one like they have back home. And he was sitting there, and he was praying. And then a bright light came on him. And I, <laughs> ooh, glory. I said, glory. I heard the Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's a good thing to hear the approval of the Lord. I don't ever want to hear God say, what in the world was that? But we're in this race to win it. The Bible tells us, Paul said to his son Timothy, I fought a good fight. But our fight is one that we always win and the devil always loses. Because Paul's the one that said that we're to fight the good fight of faith. And the good fight of faith, you never lose. And the devil never wins. Can you say amen to that? I fought a good fight. And then he said to Timothy, I've finished my course. Some people are great starters, but they're not good finishers. My wife will tell you I have a philosophy I've taught my children, and you can't say you've taught your wife. She's smarter than you and nicer than you. But I say I only do one thing every day. Isn't that right? Paul said this one thing I do. Someone said, well, you're not a good multitasker. No, I'm not. But I'm a good finisher. I remember when I was working with Brother Shambach, he said, son, one of the things you've got to help people with, whatever you tell them God told you to do and you're doing, make sure you do it. Some people aren't good finishers. I'm like you. I've been in meetings and people talk about things they're going to do and I've sewn into it. And then I'll see him a year later. How'd that go? Well, we never did it, but we, you know, we're believing. If you tell people something, you ought to make sure you do it. Now, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned, but that's all right. I didn't think I'd live to be in my 60s, but I'm here. Glory to God. So this is what you get. Hallelujah. But no, God expects us to keep our word and to be people of integrity. A lot of times people call me and say, will you come preach for me? I say, let me pray about it. No, let me know today. No, because if I say yes, I'll come. But what if God says no? So I don't get, let myself get in that position. I say, hey, let me pray about it. Is that you, Brother Jeff? Come over here and give me a hug. This is my precious brother. 
and I couldn't believe you. I was just watching you on Facebook. <laughs> How'd you pull that off? I don't know. Did they do it by some kind of a signal? I, I think so. I heard they have like flying machines too. Amen. Did you come in on a flying machine? Amen. One night I was preaching, I couldn't think of the word airplane. And so I said, you folks know what I'm talking about, flying machines. Amen. That's a great preacher right there, brother. Bishop, Bishop Jeff Williams. Amen. Mightily used of God. Glad you're here. And uh, got work for you to do while you're here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I saw Billy Graham in this chair. And I saw this light come on him. And I have a sense in my spirit, he's about ready to go home. In other words, he fought a good fight. He finished his course and he kept his faith. He kept his faith. And I had a, a word, I believe, from the Lord for all of us. But for some reason, God put that on my heart tonight. That we would speak to his spirit and say, we love you and well done. Amen. And should it be that the Lord would release him from the earth, we will rejoice because he did a great work for God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Years ago, I used to be on radio in Raleigh, North Carolina. And this lady wrote me. I didn't know who she was. Her first name was Ann. And she said, you're the only preacher I've ever heard on TV or radio that says God uses women. And she wrote like a whole letter. She said, I just preached at a convention and all the men turned their chairs around and faced the other way while I preached. And uh, I wrote her back a kind word. Well, I just found out she's Billy Graham's daughter, Ann Lotz, about two or three years ago. I didn't even know that was his daughter. And you hate to think it, but folks, let me bust your balloon God uses women just as mightily as he does men. Hallelujah. And I want you to get that in your spirit. In 2017, there's some kind of a promotion and an anointing coming on women. And ladies, I'm just going to make sure you don't pass me up. That's all. But there's a special anointing in this year upon every woman in this house. Every lady, lift your hand to heaven right where you're sitting. And I say this publicly, and I say it over the internet and whoever else will listen. God is using, because you see to God, there's neither male nor female. Are you still listening to me? Some, some of you men, don't get upset. I got a prayer for you in a minute too. But you ladies are going to step into a new level of the anointing. Hallelujah. And I believe God is going to bless you in a mighty way in this year. And I believe you need to write these words down. I am anointed, and I'm an anointed woman. Hallelujah. Now, if any man writes that down, ushers watch. Amen. I want to know who that guy is, but you ladies write it down. I am an anointed woman. Hallelujah. And I believe that there is going to be literally a, a, a fresh anointing upon the genders of male and female. The last four years, the devil has tried to muddy the waters and to tell us it doesn't make any difference whether you're male or female or something else. So whenever the devil's crowd talks like that, that means God's getting ready to do something on what he did. Are you hearing me? And what God did, he said there'll be male and there'll be female. 
And so when people talk like that, they're anti-God and they're anti-Christ. I was in upstate New York and I went into the restroom in a McDonald's and a man came in with a young girl. I said, hold it. This is the men's room. He said, I'm bringing her in here to go to the restroom. I said, is this your daughter? No. I said, is this your granddaughter? No. I said, well, what is she to you? He said, I just brought her out of the restroom area and brought her in here. See, he was looking for trouble. As soon as I heard him talk a little bit, I knew he was full of the devil. You need to be aware of the fact that the devil will challenge every godly thing in your life. And there needs to be in 2017 a strength in the spirit where we just say we're not putting up with the devil's mess. So I kindly threw her out and threw him out. Amen. And then if I'd have had more time, I'd have read to him from the book, if you know what I'm talking about. Glory to God. But you see, the devil uses people for his agenda. But God has his hand on his children. And I'm telling you, ladies, there is a special blessing that God is releasing on every mother, every daughter, every woman in this house tonight. And the first thing I wanted to say to you is that God is going to elevate you into a new position of the anointing as you pray yourself into that position. Everybody lift your hands. Men and women say, I'm praying to go higher. I'm praying to be more anointed. I'm praying to have the power of God. I'm praying that God will use me. Now you see, the more the anointing gets in you, ladies, the Bible says the woman is the weaker vessel. Well, that doesn't mean intelligence. I've, I've met women that are very intelligent. And I don't necessarily believe it means uh, physical strength. Uh, I've met a few roller derby queens in my day. No, I believe it has to do with the realm of the test that the devil brought upon the earth that opened the door for the operation of the enemy. And he came to the woman first. It doesn't mean that she was uh, not special. It doesn't mean she wasn't anointed. The weakness was in the realm of that which was the spiritual at that point before the coming of Jesus and before the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? I don't know what you did that sound, but put it back. Amen. And then go down to the Methodist church. They need some help. Glory to God. But let me stay focused on this because this is what God gave me. <clears throat> Ladies, when the Holy Ghost gets in you, there's not room for any sickness or disease to stay in your body because as your body, and this is men as well, your body being the temple of the Holy Ghost, the more filled up you get with the Holy Ghost, there's not room for the spirits of infirmity to operate in you. Anytime the devil's ever attacked my body, what I did was I started praying and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you come out of that, you don't know where those symptoms went. I'll tell you where they went, straight to hell where they belong. Because God created you in his image and in his likeness. And we cannot afford to neglect the women that God is raising up in this final hour. Hallelujah. We need more women preachers. We need more women evangelists. We need women to teach the gospel. The Bible says let the older woman teach the younger woman. A girl called me and she said, I, I need counseling. I said, I'll get my wife. She said, I didn't want your wife. I want you. I said, well, my wife's already got me, so you can't get me. In 44 years, I've never counseled one woman. But I sure gave my wife a talking to twice. Amen. No, the women that are older, 
are to help the women that are younger. I'm not getting any amens, but I'm prophesying better than your shout, and I'll tell you that. There was a man in my dad's church. He felt he had a gift to help women, and he helped himself to as many as he could. My dad had to put him out of the church because he wouldn't live right. Are you hearing me? There's not one man in here that has a special anointing to help women. But if you're married, you're anointed to help your wife. I'm giving this for free. I see a lot of young ministers falling by the wayside. Some that I've talked to like this. But what I've learned is this. If you don't stay full of the Holy Ghost, the devil's going to get in somewhere. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Oh, bless his heart. Brother Graham, that's on my spirit strong this day. We love him. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians. And I want to deal, men, with an anointing that's coming on you this year as well. If the attack of the devil, a friend of mine went up to Washington, D.C. four years ago, and he was at a gala in the White House, and uh, his ministry has done a lot of work among the homeless, the hurting, the people that struggle in, down in the Miami area. You have little Haiti. You have little Havana. You have segments of Miami where there's extreme and great poverty. And people come down out of the north in the winter and they just sleep on the streets. And they overload the city's ability to help them. So my friend and his wife and their church, they made up their mind that every night they would feed the poor and try to make a place for those that lacked. Are you still listening to me? And prayed for the sick on the street and had great miracles, blind, deaf, crippled, all kinds of notable miracles. And his church seemingly grew overnight, but that's not the point. It grew because he was doing the right thing. He didn't ask the person the color of their skin. He looked to their need, and then he and his wife tried to meet the need in whatever they, way they could. Because you need to understand that in some of our cities, the Spanish, uh, they don't like the blacks, and the blacks are having problems with this group, and some are having, and there's all of these diversities uh, uh, and ethnicities that are pitted by the devil one against the other. And so when they found out the great work he was doing in Miami, they brought him to the White House, and he went with his mother. I've learned years ago, don't take your mother anywhere that you're going to have a fight. Hallelujah. Because she'll clean that room, I tell you. So that particular thing they said, they announced to all the ministers and people together, in the next four years, we're going to do everything we can to help homosexuals, lesbians, transgenders. We have a plan. And said, and the minister was there, his mother was there, she told me and Bonnie this, he told me, and said, we don't believe these Christians that say we're created in God's image, male and female. So you see, the glove was thrown down. 
And then they begin the process of attacking the work and the creative power of God. My friend, his mother said, I had to hold my son down. He was ready to get up and rebuke everybody. You don't do that when there's like 50 secret service in the room. Amen. But when I was told that story, the Lord said to me, 2017 will undo all of the things that were done in that arena. And not just here, it'll happen in Canada. It'll happen in the nations of the world. Because you see, in the last days, God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And the Bible says, male and female created he them. And so this area of being a homosexual or a lesbian or a transgender, and I say this over the internet, you literally are in an area of perversion of God's design. And so the Lord told me, he said, this year, 2017, there's going to be a lot of demon spirits that will have to be cast out. What happens when the wicked rule? What happens when the wicked is in charge? What does the Bible say? Not only that, but what's the rest of that verse? They not only mourn, but there is a suffering. But when the righteous are in rule, what does the Bible say that happens? Joy is released. Is that right? And so... For the first time in the history of this nation, we have a man, and I'm not preaching politics, but Franklin Graham and James Robeson and James Dobson prayed with him last November and led him to Christ. Does he have a pastor? No, but he has preachers that talk to him daily. Does he go to church? Well, sometimes. The point I'm making is, in Canada, you had Stephen Harper that named the name of Jesus. And taught Sunday school in Ottawa. You have another guy come. He said, there is no God and we're going to take it out of the Constitution. That's your country. Amen. You're responsible. Make sure you take care of it. Amen. We need to be smarter than the world. And what I think that people forget, you cannot have a mighty move of God's spirit. You cannot have a demonstration of the miraculous until you take that which belongs to you back. And the day of idle Christianity is over. Are you hearing me? My wife can tell you that whatever this anointing is, it's on us now. We go into restaurants, different places, and the demon possessed just fall on the floor and start screaming. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to it. But I know what it is. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The one little waitress ran into the kitchen. She said, I'm afraid. What is that? I said, don't worry about it. She said, why is he doing that? I said, because I came in here. When I said that, I must have said the wrong thing. She looked at me. And the mother of the young man, she said, oh, he's never done this. I don't know. Why is he doing this? I said, because I come in here. And I bent down and cast the devil out of him in a restaurant, and he got delivered. Are you listening to me? I'm not putting up with the devil's mess anymore. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm not trying to make you feel good about what I'm preaching. I'm telling you there is a Jesus that you're going to stand in front of someday and you'll give an account for how you have lived. Let me even have a 16th of the integrity of a Dr. Graham. Let me have a little bit of the integrity of a Dosik. Let me have a little bit of that kind of integrity to be able to stare the devil in the face and declare you can't have America, you can't have Canada, you can't 
can have the nations of the world, but we're on the side, the winning side of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon all flesh, and there will be a delineation, there will be a separation, there will be literally a breakthrough for the peoples of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to this book of Ephesians. H.A. Ironside, a great Bible preacher and commentator, he wrote, Ephesians is the New Testament Joshua that shows us how to fight in the arena of faith. Just like Joshua and the children of Israel were engaged in a fight in the natural to take the land that God gave to them, you know, it's interesting to me, and since this is Monday night, I don't care who I offend. The Bible says the preaching of the gospel is offense unto many, so I try to offend as many as I can. Amen. But they were saying that Israel, her right to the nation goes back to 1948. I don't think it was an accident last week that that American archaeologist found and dug down and found a menorah that was engraved on the wall that was over 2,000 years old. Just when you think everything's going one way, God takes it another way. I'm telling you, it would have been better to bless the nation of Israel for a couple of fellows that I could name, but instead of working against them, you watch, the one that did the greatest offense will die first, and they'll not be able to keep their homes because when you take a home away from God's child, that curse of losing a home comes on you. If you bless his children, you'll be blessed. If you curse his children, you'll be cursed. That's a very simple Bible principle. Are you listening to me? And I tell you, we're living in a day we need to help people get some understanding about the blessing of God because the greater and the clarity of the anointing making the atmosphere around us pure, then the greater the manifestation of the miraculous because the hindrances are removed. Hallelujah. You ready for this, Ephesians chapter 1? I told my brother, I said, get ready to run tonight. He said, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Verse 11, Ephesians chapter 1, in whom? Everybody say in whom. If you've studied the book of Ephesians, you know 80 sometimes, over 83, some say 86 times, we hear the phrase in whom, in him, and it speaks of what we have in Christ. The people that understand the Pauline revelation, they use this almost like a textbook to divine the rest of the Pauline epistles understanding Paul said everything was a mystery up until then, but it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost in the desert. Those three years that he was alone with God, revelation came to him, and he wrote two-thirds of our New Testament. If you're not uh, studying the Pauline revelation, then you'll never have a, success, a successful ministry because the whole kerygma or the nutshell of the gospel is based on the revelation that Jesus gave to Paul. In whom? Everybody say, in whom? Also, we have obtained an inheritance. Lift your hand and make this confession over your life and family. I have an inheritance that Jesus has given me. Say it again. I have an inheritance that Jesus has given me. The next phrase, some of our friends in another denomination have got off on. It says, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Feeling as if 
Their doctrine is called cessationism and it's selectivism where some will get it depending on how God feels. But predestinated just simply means that God has already put in an order that if you'll receive it by your free will, it belongs to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it belongs to you. Verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Begin to see yourself as a praise. I'm handing my Bible to a Bonnie praise. Here's a Sister Phyllis praise. Here's a Brother Pastor Peter praise. There's a Brother Philip praise. Amen. There's all kinds of things that come out of us that are praised unto his glory. Literally, we are created to praise God. When you drive down the road in your truck, men, you're praising God or in your car. As you're going to work, you're lifting up a praise. It creates an atmosphere. Praises go up. The blessings come down. Praises go up. And God inhabits the praises of his children. As we praise God unto his glory, the anointing strengthens in us, and we have more than what we started with. When you're a little bit low in praise, you're a little bit low in blessing. But if you get a few quarts of praise and get a change of a filter, hallelujah, you're going to have more than you have now. Glory to God. When people come for prayer, you see them and they get their hands up half mass like they're flying the flag halfway up. Why? They've lost their victory. They've lost their joy. They don't understand their miracle is already theirs and that God has given them an inheritance and all they got to do is praise him until it manifests, until it comes to pass. This shall be a year of a release of joy. Hallelujah. There shall be a praise in 2017 like never before. The Holy Spirit will bring it to pass. So verse 12 tells us we're to be praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. Trust comes after the hearing of the word. In the Old Testament, the word faith is not used, but the word trust is. And here and only here in the New Testament do we find that word that meant the same thing in the Old Testament. Generally speaking, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, Jesus introduces to the thought, have faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith or the faith of God. But nowhere else in the Bible until Jesus introduced it was it understood. Rather, faith was taught as a confidence of the heart towards him. Trust. Everybody say trust. trust. Say, I'll trust in you, Lord. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom, now let me tell you something. And if you don't like this, I'll stop and change it. I don't think a lot of the preaching we hear today is the gospel of salvation. I really don't. And I'm trying harder to lift up Jesus in our meetings more than ever before. But souls need to be saved. And they're not going to get saved until they hear the gospel of truth. And if you're not right, somebody needs to tell you. You feel that coming on you, son? I saw your little boy praying. Power of God just come on you just now. I felt it. Did you feel it too? Lift your hands. Amen. The working of miracles is in him right now to the praise and glory of God. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you were sealed. Everybody say, I was sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. I did a little word study on this. I think one of the translations says confirm, but it means more than that. The word seal 
one translator talked about the imprimatur, which means, and the King James in that day, that meant the stamp that was placed upon that which belonged to the king, a letter, a property. If it was a property, they would pour this wax, put the imprimatur on it with ribbons. That meant this, what we would call nowadays a title deed, but it referred to property that belonged to the king that in his graciousness he gave, and this is what happened to William Penn. When the king gave him what we call Pennsylvania now, he received this parchment with this wax at the bottom, and they say they have it somewhere. I've never seen it personally, but the divine imprimatur of the king, because kings ruled by what they called divine right. So they believed that they could give this to you because God gave it to them. They recognized the transfer, or what we would call in this day and age, the impartation, because of our relationship with him, there's some things we can do for others. And when you get saved and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, there is a sealing or a divine imprimatur of God the Father that is on every believer, every man, every woman that is in this house tonight. You have a divine imprimatur that's stamped on your soul. When you receive the Holy Ghost, it was God stamping the image of heaven upon your soul. You belong to God. You are somebody. You're going to be all right. You can break through. Hallelujah. It makes no difference who you are are if God be for you then who can be against you and there is hallelujah a divine imprimatur you believe that I told you this years ago when we went out to get pizza in Indiana you'll remember this once I get telling it it was like you were starting over you were there but you guys weren't married yet isn't that right and I said to you I said uh, the second time is spiritual. You remember me saying that to you? The second time is spiritual. You come through the mess. The devil tried to tear apart what God had ordained. No man is supposed to, what is it we say when we pray? No man is supposed to put it asunder. But the devil gets in and he begins to whisper in the ears of people and they believe a lie. And when they believe a lie, they act on that lie. Then that lie releases evil. But what about those that are affected by that lie, that are affected by that attack? There is hardship. There's brokenness. There's things that got to get healed. Even though they're not responsible and they're not the ones that did it, it doesn't mean that they've been removed from the healing power of Jesus himself. But this man can tell you, he's a pastor. He can tell you that God healed him and healed his life and healed his marriage and healed his church. Hallelujah. He came out of a, a old brother James Helton's ministry. And brother Helton was one of the old timers that believed you could prophesy your way into a new place in God. Before brother Helton went to heaven, he come to hear me preach every night for four weeks. And he was in his late 80s. And he said, brother, I said, you could rest a few nights. He said, brother Shuttlesworth, I wouldn't miss one night. What if that was the night God was going to give me 20 more years? Come on. I'm talking about when you get the understanding. There's some things that belong to you and a divine imprimatur is on your heart. It belongs to you whether the devil likes it or not. Amen. Hallelujah. Now that seal of the Holy Ghost is the earnest or the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Go back to the book of Joshua, please. I'm not going to be long because I'm going to pray for everybody tonight. 
I'm getting to that point where I can talk to you about 2017. But I preach my way into it. <laughs> Never get in a hurry when it comes to hearing from God. Because before you go anywhere, you need to get that word to help you get to where you need to be getting. Are you listening to me? So we make room for the moving of God in our lives. And we say, I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to get everything that belongs to me. And God's going to do it. And then we give him the praise in advance to the praise of his glory. Even though it's already purchased by the Holy Ghost, it's a purchased possession. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians, he still said you got to give him praise. You still got to give him glory. You still got to thank God. Hallelujah. Oh, but you don't know what I've been going through. No, I don't. Please don't tell me. Amen. It might make me a little bit more down. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Let me lift you up. Let me encourage you tonight. Let me say God is on your side. Let me say to you something good's going to happen to you. Let me say there's a blessing that's coming. Let me say that God is working behind the scenes and angelic forces are putting things together. Oh, hallelujah. Because you have a purchased possession. All you got to do is is just give him praise. You know, a lot of our churches, they don't praise God anymore. They get three songs and a poem and who knows. But there's not that freedom and liberty of people just shouting and rejoicing. Nothing would make me happier than someone jump up and take off running and somebody shout unto God and someone get the revelation. I've got a purchased possession that the Holy Ghost is watching over. I tell you, there's nothing wrong than letting your flesh be anointed by the Holy Ghost. Ho! Oh! For if that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, if he dwell in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. Hey! book of Joshua. Are we there yet? I know I'm thinking about it. Joshua chapter 11. Now I heard a message in tongues and interpretation yesterday morning here in the church. And God's my witness. I had already heard that interpretation in my prayer. What I believe God was doing, he was speaking to the church to hook in to what he's going to do in this year. Don't take lightly when someone gives a message in tongues and when there's an interpretation. My wife's father, he, he, he worked the ocean, worked tugboats, clam boats. He had a sailboat when I started dating his daughter. He wanted me to be a good sailor. I just wanted to have his daughter. I don't care about a sloop, sails, but I paid attention because, you know, I learned if the father ain't happy with you and the mother, you ain't, you ain't getting the daughter. <laughs> so we're out on the ocean. We're leaving out of that cove there in Barrington. There's a lighthouse out on the point. He shows me the tiller. He said, you got to keep it at this degree. He said, even if you're one degree off and you never moved it, you'll miss the point. You'll be out in the Atlantic Ocean. And if you never readjust it and you're only one little degree off, and you were wanting to go to England, by the time you're at the other end of the Atlantic, you'll be in Africa. One degree can keep you from your destination. 
one little degree. So he showed me how to watch the gyroscope and the compass and to hold the tiller and I bring that sailboat up, up on the gunnels, on, on the gunwales and how to have the air hit that sail. And you have to do something they call tack, back and forth to keep up your speed. But sometimes when I tack this way, my wife has a funny sense of humor. One time I was tacking and the boom hit her dad in the top of his bald head and she fell laughing on the deck, amen. He, he wasn't happy, but it seemed to float her boat. Amen. So when I would tack, and we were going this way, coming back this way, I missed it, see. Enough that if I let the sailboat go the whole way, I would miss the lighthouse, the point where the last tack was to go over where we were going to get some clam chowder at the shore diner over there at that wharf. And I'll tell you something funny. We love everybody. But in that part of the country, the Portuguese men fish off that wharf. So here I come. I'm trying to keep that degree perfect. And I come sliding into the wharf, and I cut every fishing line all the way down. And I heard, and it wasn't uh, Holy Ghost tongues, I'll tell you that. Because you see, if you don't know what you're doing, you can even damage others. And you don't mean to, but you can. The focus that we need to have in this final hour is, am I on course? Even if it's one little degree, it's enough for you to miss your destination and to do damage to others. But how important it is to stay on course. And I heard the Lord say to me in 2017, I'm going to begin to show my children the thing that is causing them to miss it. Even if it seems small to them by one degree, they need to get rid of it to fulfill their destiny. I'm telling you, you will fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. He who is holy, he who is the Son of God has a perfect plan for your life. And whatever it is, whether it's carnality or the natural man that made you get off or whether it's attack of the devil, you're going to get on course in this year. You're going to fulfill your destiny. The devil can't stop it because you've been sealed by the Holy Ghost. There is possession. There is property that belongs to you. Raise your hand and give God praise. There's something that is yours that the devil's tried to steal, but we're going to take it back in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say man? I love older preachers. When the Lord was uh, showing me, Brother Graham, today in prayer, what a love we have for those that have gone before us. Now Joshua, verse 1 of the 11th, or 13th chapter. Now Joshua was old, stricken, had many years on him. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken. You know why God said that to him? God doesn't lie. Sometimes in what I call the faith confession, I see people say things that God himself hasn't said. Are you still listening to me? Stick to the word. Say what God says. I had a man come to me and said, I'm confessing that that woman's going to be my wife. I said, well, the only problem I can see is her husband might be upset. But he said, I got a strong confession. Well, 
He may have, but he never got her. See, you can go to an extreme in many areas. But if you stick to the word, you'll never miss your destination. Don't let anybody downplay the fact that you believe the Bible is the word of God. Don't let anybody downplay that you thank God you've been filled and sealed by the Holy Ghost. So God says to him, (laughs) thou art old and stricken in years. But then he says something that Joshua didn't confess. He said, there remaineth yet very much land to what? What did Paul say to the church? Purchased possessions. They're already paid for. Before they ever went into the promised land, God already gave it to them. What is the dispute that's going on right now in Israel? They are not taking authority over the land that God promised them years ago. And so the conflict is their disobedience is giving place for the enemy to rise up and to try to take everything that belongs to them. If I was Netanyahu, I'd stand up and say, we're going to take back everything that God gave us from day one. Let the world uh, uh, yell. Let the United Nations scream. Let people be afraid. But God is God all by himself. If he said the possession is yours, it is yours. If he said healing is yours, then healing is is yours. If he said the blessing, the prosperity is yours, it's yours in the name of Jesus. If he said the Holy Ghost is yours, then the precious Spirit of God is yours. If God said it, it's already purchased and it belongs to you. We need to get a Holy Ghost backbone in this last day. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They were putting a new power system, power grid in our neighborhood, and they came and said, we're going to take all of these about 70 to 100 yards of your property. I looked the man right in the face. I said, in the name of Jesus, you ain't taking none of my property. Oh, he said, it's going to be like that. I said, it already is like that. Well, he said, you know, we can get eminent domain and take it. I said, you'll never get it that way either. Finally, they put a new guy on the, the survey And he was a Holy Ghost-filled Christian. He said, I heard about you already, Brother Shuttlesworth. I said, how do you know me? He said, I watch you on TV. I said, oh. He said, I know what you're saying. You're saying you believe God gave you that and you're not giving it up to anybody. I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm going to come and personally survey around your house and we're going to figure a way to bring in that higher voltage line without taking any of your property. And as I stand here tonight, that's exactly what the power company did. They found another way. Can you say amen? Someone said, what do they took some of your neighbor? That's their problem. They got to believe God for themselves. All I know is I wasn't giving up my property in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? Whatever belongs to you, you need to let that devil know in 2017, it is a purchased possession and it belongs to me. And you got to make it practical. Practical. Nice to see you. Hallelujah. And you're not even as pretty as her, but here I come. And so, the Bible says, this is the land that yet remaineth. Joshua's older. Now, the second thing I want to tell you about 2017, there's some things that God has promised you in the past 
You still haven't taken possession of it. But this is the year to possess the land. That was the Holy Ghost message yesterday. Turn to your neighbor and say, possess the land. You say, oh, but you don't know what I'm dealing with. Don't even care. Possess the land. Use your authority in the name of Jesus. God will make everything right. People that are going sideways like a crab, God will make sure they go out the right way, but you're always going to be in the place of blessing. Are you listening to me tonight? I'm prophesying to you that in 2017, you need to begin to get this thought in your head. There are things that belong to me, and the devil's got to put them back. I'm going to take back everything the devil's stolen. He can't have your children. He can't have your family. He can't have your neighbor or friend. He can't steal your job. Take back your purchased possession in the name of Jesus by the sealing of the Holy Ghost that is working on the inside of you. Say it with all your heart. Speak it by your faith. Declare if it belongs to me, devil, get your hand off. One time the devil attacked me and put a tumor on the side of my throat. I went to the doctor. Here's what you don't want to hear a doctor say. Oh, my goodness. Come back on Monday. That thing was rotten through my flesh. My wife said, oh, it smells. And I was bleeding when I'd preach in my throat. So he, he gave me these pills. They were called ampicillin, some form of penicillin. He said, take these over the weekend. You come in Monday. We're going in and we're going to. We're going to cut on you. Now, one of the agreements I have with the Lord since I was 18 that I used to confess when I prayed. Don't even know why I said it. I remember praying. No stainless steel knife or even a rusty knife for that matter. No knife is going to cut on my body. I'd confess that at 18. Just I don't know why. I come up with my spirit one day. Well, you know how the devil is. Here I am in my I'm 30-some, and the devil's saying, that prayer didn't work. You prayed, but it didn't work. So I'm standing in my parents' home. I used to preach, and I barely had enough money to get to the next meeting. And then God blessed us with Jimmy Carter, and gas went up four times what it was. I barely had enough gas to get to the next meeting. And people prayed, Lord, bless Brother Shuttlesworth. You know, what they were really praying was, Lord, we'll keep him poor if you keep him humble. And God knows they did their part. I don't have money for nothing. And I'm at my dad's house in between meetings. My wife's in my grandmother's bedroom sleeping. And I look in that mirror and I see that big growth and the blood and all the problems and the mess. You can smell it. You can see it. And the devil said, yeah, if you're such a great preacher, you pray for people. Why can't you get healed? I've learned sometimes to possess the land, you've got to have a holy anger that comes on you against the devil. Who does he think he is? Bad mouth in Jesus. Jesus is, I said this to the Lord this afternoon in prayer. I said, Jesus, you're my elder brother. God, you're my father. And there's nothing that you folks can't do for me. Hallelujah. I call them folks because I belong to the family. How about you? God is your father. Say it. God is my father. Say, Jesus is my brother. And the devil's no relation at all. 
get that in your spirit. And an anger came on me. I'm not telling you to do this. This is what I did. I popped the lid off those ampicillin pills. I dumped them in the toilet. I flushed them. There they went. Twenty-some dollars I didn't have. I just got, gave them a free trip to the sewage system in Virginia Beach. I let them go, my dear brother. They were gone. By the way, good to see you. Looking good. And I flushed them. I went back in. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trusting God. Amen. I'm trusting God. I'm his possession. I belong to God. The Holy Ghost is on me. It's not my job to keep myself well. It's God's job to take care of his servant. Amen. I went back on Monday. The doctor looked this way, that way, took out his binoculars, whatever those things were, pushed my head this way, turned my neck this way. He said, well, it looks like you're not going to have surgery. He said, I'll give you a Band-Aid. I'm telling you, I bought a $10 Band-Aid when I was younger. I know it's hard to believe. Nowadays, they cost more. But I went out of that office. But my wife will tell you, for one year, the thing would reappear, then it'd disappear. It'd reappear and disappear. And people say, what's that on your neck? I said, that's Jesus' tumor. And every time they asked, that's what I said. The old line Pentecostal ladies got upset. What do you mean that's Jesus' tumor? I said, exactly what I just said. That's Jesus' tumor. I talked to the Baptists. They didn't like it either. They said, what are you saying? I said, that's Jesus' tumor. I told everybody it belonged to him. Why? Because I cast my care upon him because he cares for me. In 2017, don't take what the devil dishes out, but position yourself to say, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I am a purchased possession, and all that I have belongs to him. Woo! I preach myself happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were driving to Tyler, Texas to hook up with Brother Shambach. This was in, see, Megan was just real little. Or no, it was Teddy. We didn't have Megan yet. And he was nine months old. We're driving. We come down around Arkansas, and my wife looked over, and she said, Honey, it's gone. And I was praying. She wasn't talking about my wallet. <laughs> I barely had enough to get down to Brother Shambach's house. She said, Look, in the mirror, the tumor is gone. I looked in the mirror. That was almost 34 years ago and it's never come back and it never will come back. I think the Lord got tired of me telling everybody it was his. Didn't sound right. That's Jesus' tumor. But I'm telling you in 2017 you have a purchased possession that belongs to you because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Get the revelation strong in your spirit. It belongs to me. Hallelujah. And some of you are older in the faith than you were last year or 10 years ago. But there's still some things you need to take back. There's some possessions that are yours. You haven't entered into them yet. But they belong to you. What happened to your foot, brother? You were ice skating, but you broke it. They put pins in it, or what did they do? It's a plate and 16 screws. About 25 minutes ago, the anointing went through your body. You felt it. Yes. And I saw your face get bright red. Come here, Mark, or some usher that's close, Rick, whoever's the nearest one. This man released his faith tonight. He hasn't said anything, but he said, I'm going there, and I'm believing God will heal me and make me whole. Is that right? Yes. And so you've put a demand on your possession. Now, it's prob probably my mouth's up here, Brother Rick. Stop looking at his knees or we're going to question your faith. Amen. It's 
probably sore where they've operated and inserted all these pins. Is that right? Now, in the name of Jesus, the head of the church. What's your name, my friend? I loved your little boy going down there. I want your boys to see God's power. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. He's a shelter in the time of storm. How many have ever been through a storm? You've wondered where Jesus is. But Jesus is my rock in a weary land. Father, we release the working of miracles into his bone. Into Oh, one side of your ankle got mashed worse than the other. Is that right? I just saw it. And what happened was it fractured and separated. Isn't that right? I just saw it in the vision. Watch this. God's putting it back supernaturally. And don't be surprised if he takes all the pins out when you go for the next x-ray. Hallelujah. Now, if I squeezed here, you'd have great, some pain. But you've lived with it. Now, watch this. No pain, is there? Now, watch this. I'm going to twist your foot. Now, it's stiff, but no pain now. Has the pain gone out of your foot? Yes. You know it, don't you? You know, that's wonderful, Rick. You could be an interviewer. <laughs> what do you think about this, little fellas? You were praying for your daddy down at the altar, and I felt the anointing go out of you when she was singing, He Touched Me. I pay attention in church. Some people don't. But I believe God. Amen. Oh, there it goes. What they tried to do was first bring the ankle back together and then support it. There's some on one side, some on the other that they've done. There's two things they worked on. Are you aware of that? I mean, did they tell you? Hallelujah. And you'll not have to go back and have a rod or anything put in. What they're doing, they told you, now we're going to watch and see what this is. Right? Then you're supposed to go back, and if they need to do more surgery, they told you they would. And they're not going to. Hallelujah. I'm putting my weight on you, and I don't weigh as much as I used to. I've lost 150 pounds. No pain. Take my hand. Hallelujah. I'm going to put your foot down. I'm going to give your wife. What is this, a shopping cart? Nice. In the name of Jesus, the head of the church, stand on your feet. Wow, you're a big guy. Let me come up the aisle a little bit. Hallelujah. That's better. Come on, let's take a walk for the Lord. The power of God's on you. Now, I know the back of your leg where that thing cuts into you. I know that messes you up, but it's all right. But you don't have any pain, do you? When I sat down, I do. You did? All right, then let's pray a second prayer. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of infirmity, when he stepped down, he said, I felt it go. I commanded to come out and go out of your leg in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Pick your leg up and put it down. Do it again as much as you can. Put a little weight on it. Not as bad as it was. All right, do it again. See, it's the working of miracles. It's still working on you. Don't worry about it. The Lord's doing everything right. Hallelujah. Do it again. Hallelujah. Do it one more time. Now put a little weight on it like you're rocking a little bit on it. Any pain going up the uh, ankle or the leg now? On the back, just like we said, but not as much as it was. No, no. Father, I thank you for finishing the work. Finish the work. We're believing your sons are going to see the power of God. See, Hallelujah. Take another step, because I know you have been using it. You've been waiting on that cast, and I know it's built up higher than your other side. We, we can see that. Take another step. In Jesus' name, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Come over here and sit where I was preaching. Just take my Bible up, sir, if you would. It's okay, son. Nobody's going to throw you out. The ushers are on our side to help us. You believe that? But the way they got this cast on, it goes clear up his legs, so it's stiff. How many see how he's hopping? But he said the, the pain on his ankle went and just a little bit when I asked him to step down in the back where the cast cuts right there. Is that right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When did they do the surgery, sir? At least seven days, maybe a little more. Yeah. All right. Now, <clears throat> I can't tell you how to do it, but do you take this off at home at night or do you leave it on all through the night? It's supposed to stay on. supposed to stay on. Well, I'm not going to go against your doctor, but I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to ask you to loosen the top part so the circulation can get in this muscle here. Is that all right? You know how to loosen these Velcros? Hallelujah. I want to show you something. If I hadn't seen the Lord touch you 20 minutes ago, I wouldn't do this. But I believe in God. How many of you believe in God? And this last one. You don't even have to fasten it up. It won't fall off. It's all right. I just want a little circulation to get there. All right. Now let me see if I can put my hand now. Yep. All right. Now, I want you to do this. Don't worry about your knees. Everybody loves you. Hallelujah. Take your hand and put it down the back where you felt the pain in that muscle. And you squeeze on that muscle yourself. You don't feel any pain now in that same part of the back of the leg. No. Squeeze again. I can't do this, but I, I, I believe you know what you're doing. Doctors explained it to you, so we'll just work with your faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then right where you're sitting, pick that up and put it down, and you're going to see it's not as bad as it was. Put a little weight on it where you're sitting. Hallelujah. I saw you had it elevated through the service. Yeah. Any pain when you push down, son? Kind of down in my feet. Now it's down there instead of up here. Well, it's moving, isn't it? What do you think about that? Praise God. I've done this for years, and that's why I'm not moved by what I see, because I know the infirmity's coming out, see. There we go. In Jesus' name, right in here on this bone. Yes. Is that right? All right, watch this. In Christ's name, you're not going to move from here down to here and stay. You're coming out. You spirit of infirmity, I bind you in Jesus' name. I command you to come out of his foot and leg now. No more pain in Christ's name. Loose in Jesus' name. Do it again, and you'll see the pain's not in the back of the lower part of the foot. Even though it thought it was on Mayflower and moving around. Amen. Not there now, is it? A little bit. Was it as bad as it was a minute ago? Press again. It's working. It's working. Someone say it's working. It's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if your toes were moved, it would shoot pain back up your foot. Is that why they put it like this, to keep your toes from moving around? It's not a fully open cast. I see they got it down here. Now, I want to show you something. While God's touching you, Sounds loud, doesn't it? <laughs> Look at you little fellows watching. God bless them. Amen. Now I'm going to push on the front of your foot, and you'll see the pain doesn't go up into the ankle. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
in the name of Jesus. My brother, can you tell a difference? Yes. You believe that's the Lord working? Absolutely. I'm going to press one more time, and I'm going to go a little higher on the foot. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I, all pain, all pain gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your foot and put pressure. You'll see it's not as bad as it was. Hallelujah. Different now, isn't it? Yes. Do it again in the name of the Lord. Are you happy? How many's happy tonight? Amen. Do it again, son. One more time. Go ahead. It's all right. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I said glory to God, folks. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, take my hand and you're going to stand. You're going to find that your foot is looser than it was. Hallelujah. Put a little weight on it. Not as bad? No. Put some more weight on it because now circulation is coming. We've loosened up for the blood to go in. The life is in the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Test it again. It's much better. Huh? It's much better. It's working, isn't it? Aren't you glad you're in a church where people love you and will work with you to get what you need? Yes, sir. Yes. And that's what Brother Dosick and Phyllis Dosick, these are the kind of people. Do it one more time. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. Then, this last area, there was a little infection that sat up. They had to put some kind of a liquid over there to kill the infection. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You'll find now the infection is gone. And you'll have no problems not even, not even a scar. God's working. Put a little weight on it. Hallelujah. Better than it was? Yes. You believe Jesus did it? Amen. We give him the glory? Praise God. Say, I'm taking back my possession. I'm taking back my possession. You see that little fellas? Your dad's a godly man. Amen. You can go back to your seat. You ain't going to fall. Hallelujah. If you do, fall on Rick. Praise God. He's got a cast that goes clear up under his leg there, and that's why he's walking that way. But we're watching God take the pain out. Now lift your hands, sir, and sit under that anointing for a few moments. For a few moments. Everybody say purchase possession. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Do you pasture, sir? You're here with a pastor? You're a pastor. Stand, brother. Everybody lift your hands towards him. Come here. There's a little bit of opposition you're dealing with right now. Is that right? Yes, sir. There are two men that haven't come on board, so to speak. And their one of the wives is also an issue. But God's going to help you get through this. You believe that? Amen. You have a vision and you spoke the vision. And some didn't receive it. Yes, sir. And they told you, we don't believe we can do that. Lift your hands. The vision shall come to pass in half the time. Thank you. Thank you. Take it. Take it. There it is. In half the time. Half the time. Someone say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Just keep praising God, sir. You're going to see the work will be done before we get out of here. Amen. Lift your hand, everyone, and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. 
Praise his name forever. I said praise his name forever. My sister, do you go to church here? Stand, please. In a minute. I'm not going to keep you long tonight. I found out years ago if you go to 1030, people don't come back the next night. I learned. But I believe there's something God's doing. You go to this church and you love what God's doing here. I'm going to pray a prayer for you and the Lord's going to heal you. You believe that? I won't do this. Take this hand. Put it on the lower part of your stomach right through there. In Jesus' name. And the Lord's going to take that discomfort. Yes. See what I mean? Yes. It's going out. Yes. And another issue related to this. Okay. And God's going to make you whole. You believe that? Yes. I won't do this, but right here in your back, yes. in this part of your spine. Yes. And so there's two things God has to do to give you the strength you need to get moving. Yes. So you are going to get moving because we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. You shall be healed of this condition, and also the uh, vertebrae in your back shall be healed. Yeah. Do you believe that with yes. me? Yes. You didn't tell me this or any of the ushers, but you believe Jesus knows what your possessions are. Oh, there is. Yes. Glory to God, and he makes you whole. Lift your hands and say, God makes me whole. Oh, glory. I saw sheets going by. Amen. I thought the clan was in town. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Stand, please. The anointing is on you, dear lady. Take your glasses and hold them in your hand. You <clears throat> take a step of faith. Is this your name, Jean? Yes. Sister Jean, lift your hands to the Lord. I'm going to pray for your eyes. Now, in the last little bit, you've had to strengthen your prescription. And in the last three years, you've gone from this to this to this. God's going to touch you tonight. You believe that with me? I don't see what I would call the spirit of cataract, but I do see an obscurity coming over one of your eyes, so one of your eyes is worse than the other. Do you understand what I'm saying? One eye, your lens can adjust for long away and close up, but the other eye is not quite right. Yes. And then lately when light comes in, it's like it doesn't look right. The light doesn't look right to you. It's like it, 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 uh, it uh, breaks into rays or it's, it's not right. And what happens? And it gets cloudy. So these things are so. Isn't that right? Now in the back of your ear and in this bone, the power of God is making you whole. And you shall not lose your hearing. And even though there's a, sometimes something that seems to block it, and sometimes you feel like something's there that bothers you, the Lord's healing all this side of your body, eye and ear. Aren't you glad he's an eye and ear doctor? Amen. I know that I am. Hallelujah. Then behind one of your knees, there's a touch that you need and your ligament shall be strengthened. Hallelujah. And so when you walk, you won't feel that uh, feeling that comes from time to time. Not all the time, but from time to time, you feel like that leg has an issue and uh, it comes and it goes. Well, we're going to let it go tonight and never come back. Oh, there it is. In the name of Jesus, touch the woman. Let's lift our hands and give God praise. Can I pray for you, sir? You go to this church? Thank God you do. How many are glad you're here tonight? Amen? How many are ready to get in position to be blessed for 2017? I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to touch your blood pressure and make it right. Is that all right with you? Amen. You've had some issues the last uh, little while, and it's concerned you. That's right. 
And not only that, but there's a side issue that sometimes there's a little bit, when you stand, a little bit of dizziness that'll hit you for a minute. And it's like you've got to wait till your head settles down. Is that right? Yes. I'm not sure. The Lord doesn't tell me whether that's related to blood pressure. But I do know you've had that happen. Be like you stood up and then all of a sudden everything moves a little bit. Right? Yes, and then it settles down. You shall not have stroke. I'm prophesying. Everybody that you've got high blood pressure, lift your hands and say, I shall not have stroke. Some of you battling diabetes say, I shall not have stroke. And that's what God's doing for this man. Some years back, there was an injury to your body, and uh, you got laid up for a few days recovering. Isn't that right? Yes. And after that, you always felt like in the back of your neck and down into your back a little bit, like a stiffness that you didn't have when you were younger, but you could feel it like kept you from mobility. Is that right? Yes. Ho! There it comes out in the name of Jesus. Blood pressure, normal. Back, normal. No crippling disease to settle. No arthritis. No arthritis. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Right, actually, up in here. Hallelujah. This is where you could feel it. Is that right? Amen. And one of your shoulders, you go to pull or lift it a certain way, and your shoulder would catch. Is that right? Yes. I believe it's this one here I'm seeing. I'm going to pray for both. In case you overuse the other one. Lift your hand, son. It's on you a second time. Oh! In Jesus' name. Move your arm any way you want. You'll see that stiffness has gone out. Everybody lift your hands and thank God with him. Come on, lift your hands and thank God with him. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn and face me, sir. Lift your hands to the Lord. This is for your prostate gland. Complete uh, healing. You've had some issues, and you've wondered, should I go and have this taken care of? Isn't that right? Lift your hands. You're standing before us. The Lord has shown us. I command healing to come in your prostate gland now in the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, lift your hands with him. He's getting blessed. He's being healed by the wonderful power of the Holy Spirit. God's going to do the same for every one of you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. The other day you were working on some of your shoes and you saw one side wore down quicker than the other side. You thought, that's unusual. You remember doing that? And so the Lord, now that he heals your back, lengthens your leg so your shoes won't wear out on that one side as opposed to the other. That's true, isn't it? And so the healing, oh, there it is, in Jesus' name. I said glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can I pray for this lady right here? Come, dear lady. Amen. Stand back up on your feet and test yourself. You'll see it's not as bad as it was. Go ahead. You've been sitting in the anointing, working the miracles. Hallelujah. Before you're done, you'll be playing football. Hallelujah. Put a little weight on it. You'll see the pain's not there like it was. It's better, isn't it? better than it was. Well, we're not done yet. You're going to be running before you're done. Amen. Take a step of faith. Praise God. Do you go to this church? Kenton Campus. 
Yes, and I don't know what that means. I know it's another church. Is that the one, Phil? Pastor Phil? Praise God. Great pastor. This is his wife, Esmeralda, and they're great people. Take a step of faith. In the last year, you've had more revelation of things you never knew was in the Bible. You feel like you're on a learning journey. Isn't that right? Yes. When you were a little girl, the devil attacked you as a child. And it was hard for you to get free from it. Because it would be like nightmares at night in your sleep. There was a feeling you had. And you wondered, do people really know what I went through to be where I'm at today? Isn't that right? Yes. You've asked the Lord to deliver you from this. And he's doing it this night. Lift both your hands. You're a precious lady. Jesus loves you. You are his child. Lord, I take out the attack. I take it out in the name of Jesus. Now, see, when I did that the second time, I felt like God said he's healing you from an addiction, like smoking or something like that. Do you believe that's true? Yes. And one of your lungs that pains you here, you've wondered, is that my heart? Is that right? Yes. And here it comes. You addiction to nicotine come out in Christ's name and never come back. Never come back. I curse the taste of nicotine on your lips and tongue. Hallelujah. Even tonight in the service, you could feel a catch right here in your chest. Isn't that right? Yes. All right. Move your arm across your body and you'll see it won't bind up like it was. Gone, isn't it? Yes. And that also means the Lord has gone back and fixed everything. And you're all right. Hallelujah. Glory. Hold her up. <laughs> Glory. Right through your body. Hallelujah. 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 And even if you had a toe that was bothering you and giving you trouble, even a toenail God would know, wouldn't he? Yes, amen. And it's being healed right now in that sore place. In Christ's name. Pretty good? Yes. You believe the Lord loves you? Yes. And he knows all about you. You go grab a seat. Praise God. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. Lift their hands, everyone. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost again before we go. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Sika manda di da bando robo shi ande he. Mazando robo boho. Everybody say in this year, 2017, God will perfectly position me. All things are working together for my good. I will be all right. I will be all right. Say it again. I will be all right. Now lift both your hands and thank God for the working of right that's in you. The working of right that is in you. Hallelujah. Is this your wife here, sir? Do you mind if I pray for her? Stand, dear lady. Everybody lift your hand towards her. Step here in the aisle if you would, please. Dear sister, this is your year. Coming into this year, right around Christmas, you said, Lord, I'm not going to carry this problem into next year. You begin to release your faith to strengthen you and touch you. Isn't that right? Yes. You've been checked, but they don't seem to know what it is. But God knows what it is. Amen. Have you talked to him about sometimes these feelings and issues that come on you? Has she talked to you about anything she's dealing with, Dad? Well... I don't mean to bust the balloon in front of you, but she's going to be healed tonight. You believe that? 
Lift your hand. Two things. One, you were in the kitchen, and this thing come on your mind. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. And you begin to panic there at the sink. Yes. True? And you couldn't even look at a knife or anything around you. You didn't want to hurt yourself. You didn't know what this was. True? Yes. See, she's going through a little something. But she's going to be fine after tonight, and it'll never come back on her. See, God doesn't reveal it unless he's going to heal it. God doesn't reveal it unless he's going to heal it. Hallelujah. And then you begin to have these great, I'm going to call them fears, that begin to operate last year in particular. True? Yes. And at night, when he'd be sleeping from working hard, doing what he had to do, you'd wake up every night about the same time. Yes, I did. Whew, I got to sit down a minute. Man, this anointing's getting strong. Hallelujah. Glory. Lift your hands. It's the power of God. And it was always the same time on the clock, which you thought was interesting. Yeah, I did. It was always between 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning. 3 o'clock, Isn't that right? Yeah. And you say, well, what is this about uh, this time of night that I'm waking up? And you could feel what you thought was something in the bedroom. Yes, I did. That made you afraid. Yeah. I'm going to cast the spirit of fear off of you. It's not in you. Off of you. And you're going to have the best year you've ever had. You're taking your possessions back. Everybody lift your hands. Spirit of fear, in the name of Jesus, loose the woman and come out and never torment her again. Let us all lift our hands and thank God. Hallelujah. For you can see that was her exact issue and problem. How many know God knows exactly what you're going through? Hey, my buddy on the back row, one of the best guitar players you'll ever hear. Come here. The Lord's going to heal you. I'm sorry, folks, the anointing is so strong. I've got to sit for just a moment. You believe it's gone? Yes. And then this feeling you had in your stomach, yes. like nauseated and then like a grabbing in your stomach, right? Yes. It'll never come back. That's your spirit being free. Come here, brother guitar man. Hallelujah. How you doing, Rick? Praise God. Are you married? Praise God. Miracle of miracles. Glory to God. <laughs> Jesus loves even me. Everybody lift your hands. Uh, in the muscles of your arm and in the nerves from under the wrist right back through, there's an issue trying to set up in your body. I believe you're aware of it, are you? Yeah. I battle arthritis. You battle what, sir? The nerves. And you do? Yes. Now, I don't ever remember you telling me that. Never did. Did you tell an usher to get me to pray for you tonight? No. So this would have to be the Lord, wouldn't it? Because you know you didn't say anything and I didn't. Oh, glory to God. We need every guitar player we can get in the last days. Oh, I call this the walk of faith. Everybody stand. I'm going to pray for everyone in just one moment. Oh, there it comes in the name. I don't know if this is your dad or do you have a brother? I have a brother. This is trying to come on your family. Attack of the nerves and muscles. Has he said anything to you, your brother? No. What about your dad? Did you notice your dad having issues? Too many years? Is he in heaven? I don't know. You don't know? I tell you he is. Good. I tell you he well, is. I let him... Through, yeah, know. he is. Good. He is. That's why you're here. <laughs> when you go, 
see, playing the guitar. When you go to do with your fingers, you feel it right in these muscles here and in the nerves. And some, there are sometimes, not all the time, it takes all of your faith to keep playing. Isn't that right? Yeah. Especially this side. And he's indicating, I believe, the right side. Yeah. The right side is the right side. There it goes. I don't know if you ever felt that. There was, have you ever felt that little bunch there in your arm? I don't think it's a muscle. No, no. Better pay attention. All right. Whatever this is, and up into your bicep, I release you from this nerve attack and muscle attack. In, in Jesus' name. Also, some kind of a grabbing of the muscles across your chest. You know what I'm talking about? From time to time, yeah. Sometimes it just tightens right up, right across here. Oh, Move your arms any way you want. You're going to feel a tingling, but it's from heaven. It's from heaven. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your hands. Do what you couldn't do. Just test yourself a little bit. Test yourself a little bit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Sister Nikki and I say it with all respect. Would you lead us in? He touched me again and... The musicians come back. The singers come back. Let's prepare our hearts to be in the right. There's one more thing I'm going to tell you once we get lined up, 2017. But lift your hands and begin to thank God as they sing it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh. He touched me. Let's sing it with her. He touched me. We're talking about Jesus.
our sister to the singer sing it one more time lift your hands he touched just get ready get ready to receive sing it but just play it musicians I want every head to be bowed and I want to ask you a question by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is here how many of you that are here tonight you don't want to miss and I would think everybody would want this but you don't want to miss the plan that God has for you in this year of 2017 if that's you, lift your hand to heaven to let God know you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. Hallelujah. Glory. Just lift your hand and praise him. Pray in tongues if you want to. Pray in the spirit. I want every one of our friends and every one of you, our friends, you're here tonight. And um, in the last little while, you've watched the enemy bring things into your life that you know are not pleasing to God. And if you don't get rid of them, it would be the thing that might destroy your faith, and you know it. And this has been a struggle. You say, Brother Shuttlesworth, I don't want to allow any sin I don't want to allow any disobedience to keep me from God in this year, 2017. Now be mindful, God is searching your heart right now. If that's you and you know, you, you see I'm dealing with something that uh, I know it's not right, I need to get free. As they sing this again, get out of your seat and come down here and stand as close as you can to God's altar. 
God's going to set you free from it. Come on, sing it again. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Come on, you're dealing with something. You know it's not right. You want God to set you free. Come on. Happen. Cut out two of the bars and sing it. Come on, and now. Oh, I know where he touched me. Lift your hands. You didn't know this. your hands to heaven for a moment, for a moment. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God, thank God. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Glory. I want everyone to listen as we pray. Hi. Everybody look this way, especially you that are at the altar. You that are way down, can you bring that line up here, maybe form a second one? You're a little too far for the preacher. I like to get everybody close. We love everyone. That's it. Bring them right in here, man. Thank you. And you that are down this way, you're doing good. And we love you. How many have ever felt in your life that the Holy Spirit put his finger on something and you knew what it was. You needed to stop it. You need to get rid of it. 
and you went past that and you didn't do it. But you knew you had to do it if you were going to serve the Lord. How many understand what I'm saying? I think we've all been there. There's some things in this year God's going to change. And one of the things that God's going to start doing is moving around the altar for full deliverance. It's crazy. I heard Pastor Sunday. Some people only show up, he said, Easter and Christmas and Jesse Day. He meant Jesse Duplantis. And we love Brother Duplantis. But you know what? That frustration, that upsetting feeling is the Holy Spirit. It's not a pastor. We feel the Holy Spirit and what he desires of us. But commitment is the key to living a blessed life. Do you hear what I'm saying? I know right now, what's your name, little lady in the lime green? Sandy. I know that you felt like something you're doing is keeping you from being healed in your hand. Isn't that right? I'm going to show you something. Step up these steps. The ushers will make sure you don't fall. We got good ushers here. Step one step closer. I don't want to be the one that knocks you off. More than carpal tunnel syndrome, now arthritis is trying to set into the joints. So sometimes when you go to twist your wrist, that pain's there. True? Yes. But you felt like there's something more I need to do, and Lord, forgive me, and I'm going to do it. But it hinders you to believe God that you're healed. You understand what I'm saying to you? I'm going to show you something. In this hand, hold the mic. The mark will. Praise God. In this bone back here, and then sometimes radiating up into your wrists, and then if you go to move your fingers right through here, you can feel it, and it's not getting better, is it? How long have you had it? When was that? And you believe God's done something for you? Now watch this. This is your faith. It has nothing to do with me. I want you to see that God loves you. Sandy, is that your name? And that your faith works. Right here's where it would be sore. Right? Father, I thank you for putting all the bones back together. Your spirit of infirmity, in Jesus' name, loose the woman. And I command her wrist to be healed. In Christ's name, and never bother her again. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, shake my hand. Say, I'm healed of God. I'll never be bound again. Squeeze my hand as hard as you want. I'm not going to be wrestling with you. Do it again. Now I'm going to squeeze back. You feel any pain there now? Now watch this. In Christ's name, be free. Did they cut on you at all? Now, instead of saying not yet, say they never will. Say it again. They never will. They never will. So you've got to set your faith to receive. I knew that. That's why I called you up. Power of God, make Sandy whole. Lift your hand. Close this hand. Open it. Close it. Open it. Close it. See, it's getting tighter now, isn't it? Open it. Close it. Open it. Close it. It's not binding up now, is it? Close it. Open it. In Jesus' name. Now, do you see you're closing it better than you were a moment ago? You, you didn't hear she said, I've had stiffness, but that's because she hasn't been using it, wearing a, whatever you call those wraps. Open it. Close it. Open it. 
better than it was. Yes. And that's the secret. As we use what God gives us, healing is progressive and makes you stronger, stronger, and stronger. You believe that? Now, I'm going to tell you something that you can't see, that you might get healed of that too. Is that all right? Yes. I won't do this. Take this hand, put it on your chest. One of your lungs <clears throat> needs to be healed tonight, and the Lord's going to do it. <clears throat> You've noticed it in your breathing. You feel like something kind of sits on your chest a little bit. You feel a heaviness. Is that right? Take a deep breath. Let it out. Take another deep breath. Let it out. Now, we haven't even prayed yet. You haven't made things right with God yet, and you're already being healed. You notice that? Now, isn't this where it was? And how long did you have that problem? About a year. Take another deep breath. You're going to see it's loosened up. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus does it. Now lift both your hands. Open them to the Lord. Now close them. Open them again. Close them. Hold your hand out this one to the side. Close it. Open it. Better than it was because if you went to lift it, you could feel a pulling down. Is that true? When you go down to pray, you're going to be all right. Up or down. We won't steal from you. Brother Mark, everybody that's at the altar, lift your hands to the Lord. So you see, whatever it is the Holy Spirit is talking to you about, it's the thing that can keep you from feeling or believing that you get answers to prayer. Do you understand that? Because you don't feel worthy. But it has nothing to do with our worthiness. It's His the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Everybody pray this prayer out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, tonight is my night to make everything right with you. I refuse to allow the devil to destroy my mind, my body, or my soul. I believe that you are bringing me to that place of full forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for caring for me. I know right now everything is breaking off that the devil has tried to put on me. And I'm free in the name of Jesus. And I receive my freedom now. I refuse to allow the devil to steal from me in 2017. I'm a purchased possession. I belong to God. And everything he's paid for is mine in the name of Jesus. And if you believe it's done, lift both your hands and thank God. Especially you at the altar that have been battling along these lines. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Come on, thank the Lord. Let the whole church thank the Lord. Let the whole church thank the Lord. Let the whole church say, yes, Lord. Let the church say, this is my year. God's going to help me to take back my possession. The devil's going out. He will not set up in this nation, in my family or home. The devil is bound in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout hallelujah. Bound, 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 bound in the name of Jesus. Somebody say yes. Tomorrow night, I want to deal with one of the greatest 
hindrances to receiving an answer to your prayer. Everybody say tomorrow night. We're going to deal with it, folks, and we're going to have answers to prayer in this year. Everybody say, God's going to answer my prayer. Now, Paul said he longed to come to the people. They're in the epistle, the letter to Rome. He said that I might impart unto you some spiritual blessing, some gift. King James says spiritual gift. Are you listening to me? I prayed today. I've sought God's face today. And when I lay hands on you, an impartation is going to come into every one of you. One of the things God told me, the gift of faith. So that whatever you deal with in this year, the Holy Spirit's going to put in you what you'll have need of for the days ahead that you don't even know. How many believe you're going to receive that by faith? If you don't believe it, don't come up here because we've got hundreds and hundreds of people to pray for. But we're going to leave shouting. We're going to leave praising God. And I say one word to you. I'm not going to take an offering tonight. If I did, the anointing would lift off of me. I don't believe we preach to get an offering. I think that's the wrong motive. I think that that's using people. I believe it's also a form of spiritual abuse. And so, and Pastor and I have been in agreement for years. I partner with him and his ministry and Phyllis and they do with me and Bonnie. But what we're going to do tonight is release the anointing. It came on me back on that aisle. I could barely stand. I can barely stand now, but I feel it. So we're going to finish this service by releasing an impartation to every one of you. Is that all right? If you're sick, you'll be healed. If you're broke, the fountains are going to open up. Money's coming to you. If your family needs Christ, salvation power is coming to your home. Jesus is a Savior. Can you say amen? My brother, stand back up on your foot. You're going to see it's better now than it was even five minutes ago. Test yourself. Better, isn't it? Didn't hurt as much when you get up this time. And that's how it works. Now I'm going to give you some instruction. How many will do what I tell you? I want all of you that are at the altar to walk up towards this aisle. Brother Oon, lift your hands so they can see which aisle I'm talking about. Please turn and go up that aisle and then turn back around and face me. I'm just giving myself a little room to work with. Musicians, I need you to find the fastest song you know. As I learned years ago, people come the same speed you sing. If you sing the doxology, we'll be here till Wednesday. Now hold off, we're almost there. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Praise God. Little sister, lift your hands right there where you're at. Is that your name, Terry? You go to this church, obviously. You've been asking God to do something in your life. And in particular, I believe to restore something where the devil tried to attack your home. Does that sound right to you? I see it in the spirit. A demon with a hammer trying to tear your home down. But it's broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I see this person cooking. It's like they're cooking. And what the Lord says, no matter what man tries to cook up, I got something better. Amen. Do you believe that? Help yourself get in that line. Everybody in the section to my left and to your right, I see they changed it around, but that's all right. Everybody in this section, I want you to get in that line, whichever way they're going to do it. You that are in this section, move into this aisle. And as everybody comes down, the ushers will divide you up. You that are here and here. Here's a happy boy. 
He's one of them Pentecostal runners. Holy Ghost run. He's on a run for Jesus. And you that are in this section, and this section, if you would right now, come out of your seats, please, and come over to this aisle. Mark, I'm going to have this section, this and this, line up on this aisle. And as soon as I finish ministry to these people, we're going to release you to come and all of you to come. And it'll just take a moment if you do what we ask you. In Jesus' name. I said hallelujah. Everybody lift your right hand to heaven. What song are we singing, dear people? Not a thousand tongues. Huh? A thousand tongues. Say it again. One thousand tongues. A thousand tongues. Let's not wear them all out tonight. But let's use as many as we can. Where's that young fellow that sings? There he is, my buddy. You know that song? I do. Sing it like you're on fire. And if I don't feel you're on fire, we'll get a match. Amen. Everybody lift your right hand. Now, Father, tonight, we thank you. We thank you. That sounds too slow to me. Or is the machine broke? Hold on, we're not ready to start yet. I just told you get ready. I didn't say start, we're going to pray. Everybody lift your right hand. Say this out loud. 2017, the Holy Spirit will lead me to my possession. It's already purchased. It already belongs to me. And tonight, by impartation, by the gift of faith, I will receive in my spirit everything I need to receive in 2017. Now lift both your hands and thank God. Bring me that product, brother. Lift your hands and thank God. Come on, lift your hands and thank him. You're about there, not quite. Let me say this before I pray. We brought some new product. Hold this for me, brother Rick. This is a brand new series entitled Three Keys to Building Greater Faith. Face your giants, pass over to the other side, release the joy. These were recorded live. They wanted to send them down to Nashville and clean them up. I said, no, put it raw shouting and carrying on. I want people to feel the anointing that was in those meetings. When I preached these keys, God told me it'll build greater faith. They just came into the office. I think we only have 100 here, but I think everybody should get it. It says on here, if I read that, 20, but the Botkins price, we've taken off 25%. It's going to be 15. Amen. Huh? Yeah, this ain't big city, and I don't care who did the Bowker Code or whatever they call it. I just made an executive decision. Everybody say three keys to building greater faith. Amen. That's for pastor. Dose it. Loose it and let it go. I have two books that I've brought. This was a book we came out with uh, 12 months ago. It's almost sold out already. Whatever's left we brought. It's entitled, How to Destroy the Works of a Buffeting Spirit. God's not given us the spirit of fear. And there's many people that are managing anxiety with medication and psychiatrists and even hypnosis. Driving out here on the radio, I heard him say in Columbus, you can get hypnotized to stop smoking. But I tell you, you don't need any of those things. You just need Jesus to set you free. Here's a step-by-step -step plan how to destroy the works of a buffeting spirit. 
And my other book entitled, What I've Learned About the Blessing, and these are keys to increase your money this year. These two books, only while I'm in Botkins, I think they're 10 each, but you can have both books for 15. And so that we've lowered. What happened to it? Oh, I gave it to Pastor. Do you have these books, Pastor Dosick? Good. All right. Brother Mark got that one. Brother Rick, you got that one. Just in case you have a buffeting spirit. Amen. Some of you may not believe this, but a couple of years ago, I went to Nashville and made gospel music that I sing in my meetings. And if I'd have known it had done so good, I'd have gone 30 years ago. Amen. We can't keep these in stock. And I've never been known as a singer, but I like to sing. Amen. And both of these are with us. Give them a deal on this, whatever. What is it, 15 each? Give both of them for 20. That's uh, $10 savings. Help you with your Christmas blues. Amen. Do you have any of these, Brother Mark? You have both of them in your vehicle. Do you have these, Brother Eric? And I must have been generous and didn't know it. Do you have the new one, Brother? All right, come here, my friend. Do you have any of these? You know I love you and your wife and your family. God bless you. Praise God. And now, Father, when we lay our hands upon your children, we're going to leave tonight receiving the impartation for 2017, and it will make the difference. And everybody who believe it, shout amen. amen. Are you ready, musicians? I felt you like a horse with a bridle being held back. Cut loose. Let's start with these folks. We are a sea of voices, we are an ocean of your praise. Gathered under one day, we're a tide that rises.
hands and just say, thank you, Lord. This is going to be the best year I ever had. Say it out loud. Best year I ever had. Everybody say, tomorrow night, we're going to break the hindrance that keeps our prayers from being answered. Something God put in my spirit. These messages are brand new. Well, it's a new year. Might as well have new messages. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them we'll see.